Chapter Six of the Princess and Curdie by George MacDonald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Emerald. Father and son had seated themselves on a projecting piece of the rock at a corner where three galleries met, the one they had come along from their work, one to the right leading out of the mountain, and the other to the left leading far into a portion of it which had been long disused. Since the inundation caused by the goblins, it had indeed been rendered impassable by the settlement of a quantity of the water, forming a small but very deep lake, in a part where was a considerable descent. They had just risen and were turning to the right, when a gleam caught their eyes, and made them look along the whole gang. Far up they saw a pale green light, whence issuing they could not tell, about halfway between floor and roof of the passage. They saw nothing but the light, which was like a large star, with a point of darker color, yet brighter radiance, in the heart of it, whence the rest of the light shot out in rays that faded towards the ends, until they vanished. It shed hardly any light around it, although in itself it was so bright as to sting the eyes that beheld it. Wonderful stories had from ages gone been current in the minds, about certain magic gems which gave out light of themselves, and this light looked just like what might be supposed to shoot out from the heart of such a gem. They went up the old gallery to find out what it could be. To their surprise they found, however, that after going some distance they were no nearer to it, so far as they could judge, than when they started. It did not seem to move, and yet they moving did not approach it. Still they persevered, for it was far too wonderful a thing to lose sight of, so long as they could keep it. At length they drew near the hollow where the water lay, and still were no nearer the light. Where they expected to be stopped by the water, however, water was none. Something had taken place in some part of the mine that had drained it off, and the gallery lay open, as in former times. And now, to their surprise, the light, instead of being in front of them, was shining at the same distance to the right, where they did not know there was any passage at all. Then they discovered, by the light of the lanterns they carried, that there the water had broken through, and made an adit to the part of the mountain, of which Peter knew nothing. But they were hardly well into it, still following the light, before Curdie thought he recognized some of the passages he had so often gone through when he was watching the goblins. After they had advanced a long way, with many turnings, now to the right, now to the left, all at once their eyes seemed to come suddenly to themselves, and they became aware that the light which they had taken to be a great way from them was in reality almost within reach of their hands. The same instant it began to grow larger and thinner, the point of light grew dim as it spread, the greenness melted away, and in a moment or two, instead of the star, a dark, 
dark and yet luminous face was looking at them with living eyes and curdie felt a great awe swell up in his heart for he thought he had seen those eyes before i see you know me curdie said a voice if your eyes are you ma'am then i know you said curdie but i never saw your face before yes you have seen it curdie said the voice and with that the darkness of its complexion melted away and down from the face dawned out the form that belonged to it until at last curdie and his father beheld a lady beautiful exceedingly dressed in something pale green like velvet over which her hair fell in cataracts of a rich golden colour it looked as if it were pouring down from her head and like the water of the dust brook vanishing in a golden vapour ere it reached the floor it came flowing from under the edge of a coronet of gold set with alternated pearls and emeralds in front of the crown was a great emerald which looked somehow as if out of it had come the light they had followed there was no ornament else about her except on her slippers which were one mass of gleaming emeralds of various shades of green all mingling lovely like the waving of grass in the wind and sun she looked about five-and-twenty years old and for all the difference curdie knew somehow or other he could not have told how that the face before him was that of the old princess irene's great-great-grandmother by this time all around them had grown light and now first they could see where they were they stood in a great splendid cavern which curdie recognized as that in which the goblins held their state assemblies but strange to tell the light by which they saw came streaming sparkling and shooting from stones of many colours in the sides and roof and floor of the cavern stones of all the colours of the rainbow and many more it was a glorious sight the whole rugged place flashing with colours in one spot a great light of deep carbuncular red in another of sapphirine blue in another of topaz yellow while here and there were groups of stones of all hues and sizes and again nebulous spaces of thousands of tiniest spots of brilliancy of every conceivable shade sometimes the colours ran together and made a little river or lake of lambent interfusing and changing tints which by their variegation seemed to imitate the flowing of water or waves made by the wind curdie would have gazed entranced but that all the beauty of the cavern yes of all he knew of the whole creation seemed gathered in one centre of harmony and loveliness in the person of the ancient lady who stood before him in the very summer of beauty and strength turning from the first glance at the circumfulgent splendour it dwindled into nothing as he looked again at the lady nothing flashed or glowed or shone about her and yet it was with a prevision of the truth that he said i was here once before ma'am i know that curdie she replied the place was full of torches, and the walls gleamed, but nothing as they do now. 
and there is no light in the place. "'You want to know where the light comes from?' she said, smiling. "'Yes, ma'am.' "'Then see. I will go out of the cavern. Do not be afraid, but watch.' She went slowly out. The moment she turned her back to go, the light began to pale and fade. The moment she was out of their sight, the place was black as night, save that now the smoky yellow-red of their lamps, which they thought had gone out long ago, cast a dusky glimmer around them. End of chapter 6 Recording by Hannah Mary